You're listening to the Self Mastery Podcast, where we break through barriers holding you back from becoming who you want to be. Whether you're struggling with pornography, overeating, social media addiction, or just want to get better at succeeding at life, this podcast is for you. Now your host, Zach Spafford. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful Mastery Monday on the Self Mastery Podcast. This is Zach, and I've got a guest here. Darcy. Hey, Darcy. Uh, So we got a little bit of feedback that a lot of people really enjoyed having Darcy on the podcast that we recorded with Natalie Clay. So here she is in all her wonderful glory. It's very early. She took the kids to seminary this morning. Now she is, she's hanging out with me. So exciting. (laughs) So one of the big questions that comes up as I coach clients, whether they are trying to stop an addictive behavior or they're just trying to show up as the man or the woman that they want to be, really captures the battle that we have every day over who we are and the behaviors that we exhibit. The question is, why do I want? Why do I want to earn a million dollars? Why do I want to become a doctor? Why do I want to get married? Why do I want to have the big house? Why do I want to stop looking at pornography? Why do I want to look at pornography? Why do I want to stop overeating? Why do I want to eat that whole chocolate cake, right? Why do I want my husband to stop looking at pornography? Oh yeah, that's another good one. These questions are all about feelings. They are about how we think getting something or stopping something will make us feel. So whenever we ask that question, we are actually really asking, how do I want to feel? Because everything that we want is based on how we think it will make us feel. So I think it's really interesting when I thought about the idea of like, why do I want my husband to stop looking at pornography? I think it really boils down to, I really wanted him to stop looking at pornography because I wanted to feel better. Like I, I truly believe that if he stopped looking at pornography, that all of a sudden my world would be amazing and I would be happy and everything would be perfect. And in reality, that's just not the case because him looking at pornography wasn't what was making me unhappy. It's more about what I was thinking about the situation than how I was actually feeling. And so I think it's interesting as women, we oftentimes think that, you know, our husband stopping looking at pornography will make things all better. But in reality, we will find something else that we might focus on. So maybe it's not the pornography use anymore, but maybe it's that... That he doesn't have a good enough job. Yeah. His job doesn't pay enough. Like or, we don't have enough money or, or we don't have a big enough house or whatever it is. Or maybe it's that, I, you know, he's not at, interacting with the kids the way that I would like him to. Or, I mean, I mean, I, we could think of a number of things. But I guess what I'm saying is if we're looking at our spouse's behaviors as a way to make us feel better, then that's just the wrong way to go about it. Yeah. Well, and so feelings drive every action in our life. So if if you ever spent time in sales like I did, you know that your goal as a salesperson is to help the person buying have a feeling of one sort or another, right? When people feel the right things, they act. And feelings drive you to do everything that you do. You know, food, sex, warmth, shelter, survival, they're all driven by our feelings. In fact, the latest research shows that when you block certain feelings, your desire to do anything essentially is eliminated. So what that means to me is that if we can create the feelings we want, 
we can create the life that we have always wanted. Okay, so let's talk about what a feeling is. So when we think about feelings, really all it is is a vibration in our bodies. It's a sensation that we get when we think about our circumstances and our lives. And oftentimes we think that our feelings are caused by our circumstance. We think that because we live in a certain place or we have a certain job or our spouse says a certain thing or does a certain thing, that that is what causes our emotions. The truth is that the feelings that we have come from the thoughts that we have about those circumstances. For a long time, as I dealt with pornography use, I used to think, I can't stop looking at pornography. The circumstance of pornography hasn't changed. It's still out there, right? And it isn't going away. There's no situation where all of a sudden pornography just stops existing. So it's not really possible to change that circumstance. But rather than think, I can't, right? I can't stop looking at pornography. I can't get away from this. I can't control myself. All those things, right? Now what I think instead is, I can look at pornography, but I choose not to. That creates the feelings that I prefer, right? The feelings of success and the feelings of being capable, which in turn create the actions that resulted in my being able to choose not to look at pornography. Same goes for every aspect of our life. In all reality, we can choose to feel happy, successful, capable, loved. Whatever feeling it is we're looking to feel, we can choose to feel that feeling now and essentially have the domino effect of, of getting the results that we want. Right, so if that sounds a little bit off, just think about it for a second. Everything we do, we do because we want to feel. Sometimes that means that we do things that make us feel good in the short term, but have negative feelings long term. And sometimes we do things that make us feel bad short term, but have positive feelings in long term. Pornography users use because they wanna feel good. Overeaters overeat because they want to feel good. Successful people perform their best work because they want to feel successful. Kind people are kind because they want to feel love. Weightlifters work out because they want to feel powerful and so on, right? So actually, I have no idea what weightlifters do, why weightlifters do what they do, because I don't, I don't lift weights. <laughs> but I assume it's because they want to feel the power in their muscles, right? So if you take a moment and think about what you really want, and then you go deeper and ask, okay, what makes me want that? What do I really, really want? Then ask yourself, how will I feel when I get what I want? You'll find that when you dig deep enough, you really desire a feeling. That's really all you're looking for. So the good news here is that your feelings all come from your thoughts, and you get to choose your thoughts. So if you want to change your life and stop using pornography or become more productive or have greater success, being aware of your feelings is the key to that. So earlier when you were talking about how, you know, the weightlifters might want to work out because they want to feel powerful or successful people want to work hard and do their best work so they can feel successful. When I, when I think back to the time when you were using pornography, I chose to eat to feel better. So when you would use pornography, I would be upset. And so I would just turn to food to feel a little bit better. And it, it's kind of interesting now looking where we are now, you're, you're not using pornography anymore, but I still choose to eat to feel better. And although you don't look at pornography, I've just changed the circumstance to maybe the kids are driving me crazy or 
house is a mess or other circumstances in my life, but I'm still coping with trying to feel better with food. And in all reality, in the end, that just makes you feel worse. There are essentially three things that humans do when it comes to negative feelings. So your negative feeling was what? What What, what would you say was the overarching negative feeling when I was using pornography? Hmm, that's a good question. Betrayal, maybe? Okay, so betrayal. So betrayal led you to... Anger. Anger. That's a secondary emotion. Okay. So your feeling of betrayal, one of the things that you did was you tried to avoid it by eating right? Mm -hmm. And so there are three things that people do when they when it comes to their feelings, right? We either avoid them, we react to them, or we can feel them. So avoiding and reacting usually look like short term bursts of good feelings. In this instance, you're talking about food. When it comes to pornography users, you're talking about the dopamine hit that you get from using pornography. It's the short term, here's some good, like when you're bored, and you pick up your phone and you play Candy Crush, or like me, I read the, I, I'm a news reader. I read the news. Yes, he does. <laughs> so if you think about it, there isn't a lot of long-term positive out of me being so tuned into all the news that's out there. In fact, there's actually some scientific evidence that says that reading the news has long-term negative impact on a person. But oh, it, oh, that's so, really awesome. So I need to stop reading. The yes, news. you really should stop. Yeah. See, it's damaging it's, your long-term um, happiness exactly. by reading the news. <laughs> but it makes me feel good in the moment. So if I want to feel good long-term, I have to be willing to feel bad in the short-term. I have to be willing to feel uncomfortable in the moment to have long-term joy and success and love in my life. You know, that's essentially what I, I coach people on. I coach people on how to make those trade-offs in their life to their best advantage, to make them become the person, to help them become the person that they want to be. For LDS men who are trying to deal with all the demands that we see on our time from our dedication to our family life, our church callings, our desires to excel at the office, being more familiar with that trade-off that we're making in the short term for those little dopamine hits is essential to creating that bigger long-term joy and happiness. We live in a world where there's just so much dopamine hits available to us at all times. In all reality, we don't even realize that we're doing it. We don't even realize that we are trying to avoid our emotions nowadays. I mean, you're just going through your life and you get bored and you don't even realize you're bored, but you're like, oh, I'm just going to pick up my phone and see what's on Facebook today or Instagram, or I'm just going to check my email this one time. Maybe, maybe someone emailed me. And I think if, if we really sit and examine and look at why it is we're doing these things, we are really just avoiding feeling a certain way, whether it's stress, frustration, even happiness. Oftentimes we aren't comfortable sitting with feeling happy. And so, you know, some people, a lot of people overeat when they're happy even because they're not used to feeling super happy. Right. If we're living our lives for just those short little dopamine hits on the day-to-day -day basis, we're really hindering our long-term true happiness and joy that we so want and seek. Right. I, you know, it's funny because I often say to my clients, they pay me a lot of money to learn how to feel bad. But they're also paying me so that they can learn how to feel good, which is this dichotomy that we live in. It's this place where we live where we're like, okay, if you don't know how to feel bad properly, you don't actually learn or know how to feel the joy and the happiness that come in your lives. So the question I ask, and I think you can ask this of yourself, is do I want to feel good now or do I want to feel good long term? 
And kind of even more pressing is, am I willing to feel bad now so that I can feel good long term? Lifting weights to me is a really good example of this, although I've already admitted that I don't do it. My observations are these, right? Short term, the short term pain of lifting weights, you know, having those micro tears in your muscles, the soreness that comes with that and getting up early to go to the gym, maybe avoiding certain foods to improve your muscle growth or eating certain foods for the same reason. That all may be somewhat unpleasant, right? We all know that person who does all of these things. We we all have somebody in our circle of friends or in the periphery of our lives that, that does all of these things and goes and lifts weights, which I think a lot of us find to be a somewhat unpleasant activity. But those who lift religiously will tell you that the long-term satisfaction of those short bursts of unpleasantness are completely well worth it. And by the way, feelings are just that. They're feelings. They, they aren't going to hurt you. So learning to allow an emotion, what I call feeling your feelings, is a key skill that you can learn. A lot of people say to me, okay, what's what's the benefit of learning to feel my feelings? When we're able to learn to just feel our feelings instead of reacting to them or trying to avoid them, that right there is the key to really anything you want in life, anything you're striving for, any any goals you have. My two older kids are in early morning seminary. Because we live in... Not Utah not anymore. Utah and Idaho. Or Arizona. Or Arizona. I would not consider myself a morning person at all. I am grumpy in the morning and I really do not want to get out of bed. The last, uh, what is it, month, I guess, right? It's almost been a month, three weeks. I have gotten up every morning at about 5.20 in the morning. And I, anybody that knows me can attest that that has never before happened in my life. I'm getting really good at just feeling a little bit grumpy in the morning and feeling a little bit sluggish and feeling a little bit annoyed that I am up in the morning. But because I'm willing to feel those feelings, I am getting out of bed and I'm just doing it. I'm starting the day. I know long term that feeling of tiredness and the feeling of annoyance and frustration of being up so early in the morning will pay off. I will eventually, my body will adapt to it and I will become more of a morning person. Well, and really, I mean, you, you're doing this for a reason. So what's the feeling that is driving this? What When you think, okay, I need to get up because I need to take my kids to, to seminary. What's the feeling that you're going for? The long-term feeling that I'm going for, I'm not there yet, is I would like to feel accomplished. And to me, I would feel really accomplished if I woke up at 5.20 in the morning every day and started my day versus sleeping in until 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. It's interesting because... The- the feeling that you're looking for accomplished is, <laughs> I mean, it's costing you. It's costing you in the short term. It costs you. It doesn't really cost you any sleep because you go to bed now at like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> Shut up. Don't tell people that. <laughs> so it, it's not that it costs you sleep because you're not losing any sleep, which I, this is what's really fascinating to me, right? You're not losing any sleep. I'm probably gaining sleep. Yeah, you probably are actually sleeping more. Because I used to go to bed at 2 a.m. about and wake up about 8.30 or 9. Right. So you're not losing sleep. It's not that you're any worse off there. It's that you have chosen to feel bad in the in the short term, to, to give up something in the short term, so that you can feel an accomplished feeling in the long term. 
and that you know and this is this to me is the really really interesting part whether you know whether you're dealing with pornography or whether you're just trying to like be a more successful person or whatever it is it's all trade-offs it's little trade-offs you know if you're willing to give up something in the short term it's astounding what you can create and accomplish in the long run and how no one can take that from you no one can take that emotion that feeling of, of of accomplishment from you because it's inside you it's part of what you make what you're doing mean it's it's been really interesting to watch you get up out of bed and feel the feeling of grumpiness <laughs> <laughs> there are some mornings that I literally say to Zach, I hate you. <laughs> I literally hate you. Right. Why are you not doing this? And you're this? totally feeling the feeling of hatred. Yeah. And and, it, and it's so funny because I'm starting to just realize that it's okay to feel my feelings. And I'm also getting really good at knowing that this feeling's going to pass. Right now, I hate my husband <laughs> and I literally want to kill him. But uh. I... I know that it will pass. And it's funny. Oftentimes I talk to my friend, Aubrey. It's one of my besties. And I'm, you know, I might call her and gripe about whatever's going on in my life. And sometimes I'll be like super depressed or whatever. And I'll be like, you know what? I know that tomorrow's going to be better. I know that this feeling is just temporarily a feeling and that tomorrow I'll feel differently. And so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm getting really good at not doubling down on my bad feelings, I guess. Which is what you do when you avoid or react to your feelings. As, as a coach and as someone who works with individuals who have really practiced really hard at avoiding their feelings by looking at pornography or using other addictive behaviors or just trying to get through the day, you know, I, I've seen this from every angle. The truth is, and the, and, and the reality here is, is that if you can just take the feelings as they come, see what they produce, not avoid them and not run away from them in some way, picking up your phone or picking up your food or video games or whatever, then you're going to have a leg up on everybody out there. You're going to be a step ahead of everybody out there who's just trying to get through the day. If you can feel your feelings, if you can learn to feel bad when bad feelings come, not only will you be more successful, but you're going to feel better bad less because instead of doubling down on that negative feeling by you know making it mean something so much more about yourself i i've been working with my coach diana and she she's working with me on just the the idea of just feeling my feelings and so one of one of the things that we're we're talking about is this is the time where i just feel frustrated and that's okay I don't have to do anything about it. I can just feel frustrated and sit with it and, and process it. And I don't have to do something to avoid it. I can just be in that moment of frustration and feel it in my body and kind of watch how it feels, how it goes, what it passes. And then it's really interesting because eventually you get to a point where you're like, I don't actually like feeling frustrated. I don't actually like feeling angry or annoyed. And, and so if you really sit and feel with those what those feelings feel like, then it's, it's easier to one, be aware and recognize, I don't actually like that feeling. How can I change the way I feel in a healthy, productive way? Right? How can I change my thoughts so that my feelings reflect who I want to be and how I want to interact with the world rather than how can I change my circumstances, which usually we don't have control over? Or how can I change my actions? So for instance, like, if you're frustrated and annoyed and you go and you just get a little bit of chocolate. Mmm, chocolate. 
then you're just frustrated later because you're like, crap, I just gained a pound. Or for the example of using pornography, you know, you're stressed, you're frustrated, and you look at pornography, it might alleviate that short-term feeling, but long-term... You're not being who you want to be. And you're not going to feel good long-term. Yeah. I mean, your wife's going to be upset with you. You're going to be upset with yourself because you're not living according to the way that you feel you ought to live. All of a sudden, you're, you know, you're living a duplicitous life. You you have this cognitive dissonance because you chose not to feel your feelings. That's doubling down on your negativity. So if you want to figure out how to feel your feelings, feel free to f- sign up for a free mini session with me. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to help you through your process, whether you're dealing with an addictive behavior or you just you know, want to learn, okay, how do I actually feel my feelings so that I can have a greater sense of happiness and joy in my life, along with some of those negative feelings that come along. Feel free to sign up for a free mini session. I'd love to have you. This has been a wonderful Mastery Monday because I've had my, my wife, Darcy, here on the podcast with me. I think we'll talk about relationships next week. That's going to be a good one because Darcy's going to be in on that one as well. And I think that's a really important one to have with your spouse, that that relationships conversation. It's going to give you an idea of where your relationships really lie and why they are the way that they are. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get better at this because that's my thought. Yeah. So this is, you know, only the second time Darcy's been on the podcast. And the first time that we had her on the podcast, I didn't ever publish to you because, and I think I talked about this last week. I didn't ever publish because it was really she she had a really hard time, which is funny because if you get her in the room with in a room with people to talk to She'll, she will tell them all about, you know, all these concepts, everything that we talk about. She knows it inside and out and upside down and backwards. But when you put a microphone in front of her face instead of two normal looking people with smiley faces, all of a sudden she freezes up. So she's getting better at it. So if you have any feedback about Darcy's performance today, keep it to yourself. No, keep it to yourself in the short term. And also if there's any topics that you would like us to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to email. Email us at info at zackspafford.com or you can reach out to us on Facebook, Zach Spafford, Addictive Behaviors Coach. Um, We're also on Instagram, although I'm not as familiar with how that even works. We're Uh, too old. Yeah, and and I'm on Twitter too, Self Mastery Coach. Let's see, I think my Twitter is... Master at Mastery Coach. Nobody uses Twitter. Nobody uses Twitter. Nobody even. I don't even know what Twitter is. See, she doesn't know what Twitter is, but she knows what Instagram is. Feel free to reach out to us. There's lots of ways to get to us. If you want to sign up for our, the the newsletter email that comes out, feel free to check that out at zackspafford.com. Have an extraordinarily good Monday. Oh yeah. Have a great week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day I get requests from people who are looking to change something in their life. If that is you, if you need help overcoming your addictive behavior like pornography use, sign up for a free mini session at zackspafford.com slash workwithme. That's zackspafford.com slash workwithme. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to follow. Also, it would mean the world to me if you were to leave a review for us wherever you get your podcast. It'll go a long way to helping others find us. Thanks again.